he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons because, you know what? We are just happy that you're here. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself, so join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. It's a good time. Alright guys, let's creep! Okay, so Jojo Fletcher and Jordan, aka our friends that we met last year our at that event. Our best friends in the world, yeah. They went on Fotspa's podcast and Ooh. they did like a tell all with him because they're promoting their new show. And it's a two parter. That actually sounds like it would be very interesting. I may go back and listen to the whole thing. Well, okay, here's the tea, sis. It was interesting. It's a two parter. JoJo and Jordan aren't even in the first part. So they're both called What If with JoJo Fletcher and Jordan Rogers, part one and part two. The first one, they're not in. Wait, that's psychotic. And I thought it was bad in. The three parts of the reunion from Vanderpump Rules when Raquel didn't even come in until the yeah. third part. That's exactly what this is, but worse. Yeah, and actually, oh God, this is even worse. It was one was released on Thursday and one was released on Friday. That's mean. That's that, cruel. That's really mean. Yeah. How, can he, how can you say with JoJo if JoJo's not in the yeah, episode? I don't that's know. crazy. And what is he talking about? It's just him talking then the whole first episode? Well, it's a lot about Tucson Hyundais and a lot of that oh, no. stuff, but it's it's Ashley asking him about how he feels to be talking about her. I will mm. say I did skim through it, one, because I was looking to find sound bites of yeah. JoJo, realizing that she's not in the first part. But he does say that, like, he really does consider her an ex-girlfriend and that when he, like, looks back on the past loves of his life, like, she is high up there, which I think is... Interesting to hear, and probably not the norm for people yes. from this franchise. Like, most people would say, like, anyone besides the final person is just, like, the show. Yes, I agree But he with that. acknowledged that, like, she really changed his life. So wow. I was like, oh, this is interesting. These are, like, two real exes then mm -hmm. yeah. talking and yada yada. So part two, they finally mosey on in. And Ashley comes in with the hard-hitting questions because Ashley just, like, is such a journalist. She's so good. And to be honest, I don't feel like she gets to talk as much as she really should, because mm. she really does bring a lot to the podcast. But she asks Ben. Ben, when things were a little rocky with you and Lauren, the relationship was going south. I think there was probably a lot of people around you being like, oh, he should have picked JoJo. And I'm sure Lauren was insecure about that. Mm. How much did JoJo play a role in your relationship with Lauren after the show? Oh, I mean, a ton. Mentally. A yeah. ton. And it, those conversations never left. And it would come up at random times. Maybe we'd be in a really healthy season of our relationship. Things would be going well, and we'd go on an interview. And, you know, somebody says, Lauren, what did it feel like to have been watching it back and see Ben say I love you to two people? And as, like, funny, maybe, or as, like, light, as, like, is, is maybe people didn't realize the gravity and the weight of that question on our relationship. Oh, like, right. and so people wouldn't realize, yeah, this is just another good question from a, from somebody getting a headline. And for me, I would sit there and like my insides would crawl because I'd be like, uh -huh. we haven't had to talk about this in weeks. Like mm -hmm. we haven't had to broach this in weeks. And at that point, Jordan and Jojo were together. And I thought that mm -hmm. was going to be something that moved everybody forward. Like, everybody's doing their thing, right? Everybody's good now. Like we can, we can leave this and step and it never did it. And I think Lauren would say the same thing. I'm not, you know, and it was me and her both dealing with this, but it never left us. I think until the very end. It never left us until the very end. 
Yeah. Why do you think he didn't pick JoJo? Or do you think if had he picked JoJo, he would be having the same conversations with JoJo about Lauren because he also loved her? I don't know. Uh, What was interesting in this interview, so the reason why on the show he says he chooses Lauren over JoJo is that he says, like, I couldn't see my life without you. I could see my life without JoJo. He either Mm -hmm. says that on The Bachelor or actually on the Happily Ever After spinoff. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Yeah. But then in this interview, JoJo says, it wasn't just the I love you that, like, really messed me up. It was all the other stuff you said to me, like how you couldn't see your life without me. And I was like, as a fan that watched the other shit, I'm like, wait, so you did say that to her and you did feel that. Do you think he really felt that for both of them? And then it just came down to like, well, fuck, I have to pick one now. I can't get married to both. You got to choose one. I don't know. Because I do wonder, had Ben picked JoJo, do you think they would be together? That's one question I would ask. But I feel like the obvious answer both of them would say is like, no. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We're both happily married. Who's to say? It's kind of yeah. a hard question to answer. But I, I don't know if that's the real answer. Right. I'm just trying to think if they would have the same similar issues that Lauren and Ben were having. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, JoJo admits that, like, Lauren called her while she was still with Ben to kind of, like, I guess as a woman, make sure that, like, there's enough distance between the two. Because I would be fucked up. Yeah, but if you're doing that, it's like, girl, the relationship's already over. Like, if you have to call the other girl to make sure that they're not talking or there's distance, it's, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, Mm -hmm. if you are thinking about looking in the phone, like your relationship's already it's, over. It's done. It's done. Yeah. The trust is broken, clearly. It's one of I those. I think we already said that about Sandoval. Like well, the fact oh, that yeah, he, yeah. he dropped his phone and I'm like, if you felt the need to go through his texts, it's already totally. done. Totally, yeah. I just think JoJo is such, I mean, we, we are best friends with JoJo. We met her one time. She's just yeah. such a magnetic, big personality that I could see how being in Lauren's position, how that's so mm-hmm. intimidating. But I wonder, because Lauren's a little bit more reserved, that jo- I wonder if JoJo wouldn't have felt the same sort of, like, intimidation. Like, I would be so insecure and so intimidated if my <laughs> fiancé's ex was JoJo, of all people. She's just so yeah. magnetic. I don't know. I think JoJo also looked at Lauren in, like, held her in high regard, though, too. Yeah. And I think on that season, though, Lauren was the frontrunner. Like, everyone said that when Ben would walk in the room, he'd look at Lauren. And, like, so I feel like there was some kind of... Mm-hmm. insecurity in JoJo's head about Lauren the whole time. So I, I think it would be yeah. even on both sides. It's just crazy that he's low-key admitting that that's what really broke them up. And we've seen this pattern before. Like, Sh- totally. uh, Caitlin has said about Sean that, like, the issue with Nick remained throughout the entire relationship. It's almost like this show sets you up not for a successful relationship i just it's a miracle that some people are still married from this show honestly i actually was thinking about this because like other situations like this obviously are um ari and lauren Mm -hmm. but i feel like the reason why they were able to work past it is because they very much distanced themselves from becca and the franchise at the time yeah like they kind of really kept their distance and i'm sure that helped lauren because i'm like when ben's saying that in interviews like his stomach dropped like i could totally understand that and they, I'm sure they didn't want to put themselves in that situation. Whereas on Ben and Lauren's Happily Ever After, which, like, we should all watch and, like, we should recap because yeah. it's so bad. It's so bad it's good. But the first episode, 
they go back to like Jojo and Jordan's after the final rose and Lauren's openly saying like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. Oh and it's very, that part feels very real. And now yeah. knowing that what Ben said, it seems even more real now, but she's like, I just don't get why we have to come back here. Like she's so not into it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I wouldn't be. Yeah. So Wait. they were very much still involved in the franchise though, while Jojo was the bachelorette. Mm-hmm. There's a whole episode of the Ben and Lauren special of them like, fake watching JoJo's season. Oh, my God. Like, they make it look like they binged it in 10 hours and, like, they clearly didn't. Yeah. That's so funny. Wait, do you remember, yeah. though, when Becca was the Bachelorette, Ari and Lauren go to a, the Maldives or wherever there was the final Rose thing, but they cut that whole scene, and you never see Ari and Lauren being there, but they filmed a whole scene with Becca. I Where's oh, that wait. footage? I need to see that. I didn't even know that. Because Ari posts, I think he posted like an Instagram when Becca's finale was airing. Like, yeah, me and Lauren did go down there and we did have a conversation with her. It didn't make air. Obviously, this was a really hard thing for Lauren. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. Where's that footage, Chris Harrison? <laughs> Chris Harrison yeah, isn't is even on the footage? show anymore. I'm like, he's the ultimate authority here. I um, guess Palmer. that makes me backtrack on what I said then. That maybe they didn't distance themselves that much. Yeah, but no, but I think... I think Ari and Lauren did that one thing, and it, it did never make air, which is not in their control. But then they did kind of remove themselves. Ben has constantly been involved with the franchise long after even his relationship with Lauren. So I do think it is different. I do think Ari mm-hmm. and Lauren have kind of been way more separate than Ben has been over the years. Mm-hmm. He always kind of trickles back in there. Well, speaking of broken relationships from this franchise, so Caitlin actually had our thoughts, Dave Neal, on her podcast. Mm -hmm. Congrats, Dave. We are so, so proud of you. Um, She had Dave on, and they were just obviously talking about Bachelor stuff. Mm -hmm. And Caitlin actually admitted that Sean Booth recently texted her after she said that he, quote, used her on a podcast. So this is what Caitlin said. Jason's podcast, I had said something about how I felt like um, he used me. I didn't even think I said fame, but media took it that way. I I felt like I was used at the end. He was hanging on to the relationship um, to open his gym. And to me, I'm like, well, I was hanging on to the relationship because I didn't want to lose the dog Tucker. Like we were both hanging on to things yeah, for certain reasons. Yeah, he's, he's working on building this thing. Like, right. That's an, yeah, and, that, it, and I said, this is probably on me and my insecurities and blah, blah. Who knows if it's true? But the media, of course, took it and said, Sean hung on, t- on to Caitlin's fame until he opened his gym. Well, then fast forward to a few days later, I get a text from Sean and I haven't talked to him in years. And he goes, I don't know if you're still living in Nashville, but... Uh, I'm like, he's tired of media reaching out to him and asking for comments. And he goes, you know, I've moved on with my life and I would prefer to not speak negatively about a relationship that ended five years ago. And I was like, oh boy. (sighs) (laughs) Did you ask him if he actually listened to it? Yes. (laughs) So I took some time to process what he said and I wanted to be like, okay, I'll be cognizant of this for next time as I'm talking about him, Um, but not negatively. Uh, So I wrote him back and I just said, hey, um, yeah, you know what? I've I've been in your position, maybe not in the media, but I've had people around town tell me certain things that definitely offended me about what you've said and done. Um, I've never known how to go about that because I didn't know if it was necessary to reach out to you because we have both both moved on with our lives. but I understand that that must be frustrating hearing those things. I just need you to know that if you actually listen to the podcast, I try and speak highly and not negatively about you. 
Um, and happy to chat any further if if you want to hear in context what I said, but I'll be cognizant moving forward about how I speak of I you. I love how corporate it's yeah, so corporate. <laughs> Best. Yeah, yeah. Warm wishes. <laughs> Toodles. Toodaloo. Uh, but, but he also said in the first message, like, I don't know if you want to get together and talk. And so I said, I don't know how you want to go about it, but like, yeah, I've heard shit too. And then it was just silence. I, I don't know. I think Sean is like so in the wrong here, despite the fact that I get that it's probably annoying to constantly get calls from the media being like, Caitlin said this about you. How do you respond? Like you were on a TV show. I do think that just kind of comes with the territory. It's never going to go away. Even 25 years from now, you might still get a call. that's like, hey, remember that one time you were on The Bachelorette? Um, and unfortunately, Caitlin does all this for a job. So how is she supposed to not talk about her experience on the show and not mention him? Like, that's just part of her that, identity though. and her job. So what is he saying, though? I feel like he's saying never talk about me again. That was what I no. took from the thing. So I'm going to go and defend Sean. Okay. And I think this is why people like us, because we don't always just, like, agree with each yeah. other. I could see Sean's point of view, and I actually support what Sean did. Because I think, ultimately, if it's causing him, like, distress that mm -hmm. every time she's saying something, the media is contacting him, it's upsetting him. I mean, she's not saying the nicest things. If he's going to her and saying, look, like, please stop. Can we come to, like, a civil ground here? If you want to talk, like, whatever, let's get on some good page. I mean, guys, Nick did the same fucking thing. After years of Caitlyn, like, mocking him and bashing him, he wrote her and said... Why do I always have to be the punchline? Can you get a new joke? Yeah, but he and then capitalized got, on that for his podcast, you know? Sure. But then they got on, then they joined together and went on each other's podcasts and like kind of buried the hatchet. And then mm -hmm. that was that. I fucking think Caitlin should have Sean on. And, that would and be great. fucking capitalize. Both of you. You both have podcasts now. Capitalize on it. But then like, let's put it to rest. Like the fact that he's saying, I don't want to still have to answer about a relationship from five years ago. That's a low-key dig. That's him saying, like, it's been five years. Like, move on. Yes, but I think people are asking Caitlyn about it. Like, I don't think she's constantly like, hey, guys, welcome to Off the Vine. And I'm going to talk about Sean Booth for an hour and a half now. But, like, when she's asked about it, what is she supposed to say? Yeah, I mean, okay. Sure. I do see both sides. I see Sean's a little more in the sense that I don't think there's anything wrong with reaching out to someone and telling them, like, hey, this is bothering me because mm -hmm. I'm yeah. all about, like, that mental health journey. Sure. You know, yeah. Fatspa did it. That's true. To us. Yeah. So, like, if something's bothering him and he reaches out and says, like, now if Caitlin does it, now it's like, hey, now you're just being a dick. Mm -hmm. Because, like, maybe you didn't know prior it was bothering me, but I'm telling you now it's bothering me. It's not to say that she'll never acknowledge who she ended up with on The Bachelor, but, like, she doesn't have to say, I think he used me, and he did this, and he did this. Like, in his defense, it is five years ago. I think she loves it, though. I think she loves to throw a little sentence like that in there because it gets her press and attention, and it's her job. Mm -hmm. Or do you think they'll capitalize on it for both of their podcasts and have a conversation? Well, there was some light at the end of the tunnel when he's like, let's just sit down for coffee. But then when she's like, okay, like, when do you want to do it? And she said he, like, ghosted her. Mm. And he's like, I meant on my podcast. Let's sit down for coffee I mean, and a he microphone. He would definitely have her on his podcast because that would put on the booth, in the booth, whatever the booth, yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. map. Mm -hmm. Like we said last week, the fact that he even talked about the Bachelorette group date that he was on, that he got really drunk. You're talking about it to get press and to get mm -hmm. people talking about your show. We talked about it because you said that. Right, right. Because otherwise, yeah, because his podcast isn't Bachelor-themed. It's like no, literally it's everything else in the world but Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. 
So I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, if you want our two cents, guys, do a recording together. I think that would be and gorgeous. And we should mediate it, though. I mean, that's what Ooh. we really should do. I don't know if you all remember, but I hosted the reunion between Michael Stagg and Holly Durst so Julian. And it was epic. Like, that's like a highlight of my career. I loved doing that. And they were so awesome. And it's on our Patreon if you guys are interested. But, like, I don't think they should necessarily just do it the two of them i think there needs to be some kind of mediator i don't know i would throw our hats in the ring totally hmm i don't think they would throw us a bone like that like hey she's all bash like Uh, no but my wheels are turning i'm like should we get more into the business of reuniting couples for uncomfortable conversations i think that would be beautiful sure i'd love to get in that business jackie but if we have no couples that are willing to do it it's kind of a stale business so many we've had so many contestants from the bachelor like there are couples Ooh, we haven't had we haven't aired this person's interview yet, but imagine a Sierra and Michael A combo mediated by Oh, now us. you're spilling. Wait, guys, we have the fucking tea with Sierra coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not subscribed. It's in the vault. We're waiting for a very special moment to release it because she leaves no stone unturned in yeah. this um saga of what went on in Paradise during that season. I loved her. I loved her. And I, but I guess I can understand why then someone like Michael A perhaps wouldn't want to participate in something like that. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he actually has some leg to stand on in some defense. Like we only heard Sierra's side of the story. Shout out Michael yeah. A. We, we'd love you on the pod as well. Well, okay. some business, let's, let's jot this down in our business agenda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, come we'll back make to it. happen. Okay. Moving on. So I was looking, creeping around the interwebs. I was on the Bachelorette's Instagram. And to my surprise, I see a promo clip for Charity Season, and it focuses on just one guy. His name is Xavier. It says things like, Xavier's journey begins. This is so classic ABC to have it be like, I mean, to be fair, they have been doing a lot of promos featuring charity but right. it's like it's, it's literally moment. charity season yeah. her moment and we're like okay but how about this man over here let's look at him xavier wow hi my name's xavier i'm 66 when people first see me they're like do you play basketball i'm like no i'm a scientist <laughs> <laughs> my mom suffers from an autoimmune disease so i attribute my interest in science to like her i want to get married hopefully we have some chemistry we love science. <laughs> and then in the promo on the screen, it says Xavier's journey begins. I'm sorry. Like, there's no way this guy goes home night one. There's no way this is going to be just like a throwaway contestant. It's just weird that they're pushing it before the yeah. season. Why are they doing this? Maybe they're planning to like release one every few days yeah, so we get to know the guys. But could be the first I of many. hate this and this goes back to when people always do like discussions and recaps once they release the cast photos we don't do that on our podcast as you guys may have realized because i just think it makes no sense i don't know these people yet i don't know their stories i haven't seen anything about them so why do i care i'm sure xavier is a lovely man but we haven't seen him on the show so why would i want to see a video about him yes I see that, but the first thing that came to my mind was like, ABC wants us to pay attention to this guy for one Mm -hmm. reason or another. What is that reason? I'm going to take a moment here to do a PSA, though. I know that Reality Steve has released, like, I'm assuming her top four is out. I'm not sure, but, like, I'm sure some people are released to be the final whatever. Yeah. We don't look at spoilers regularly, so if Xavier is in her top whatever, 
we don't know about it. And I think we've made it really clear that we don't cover spoilers on the show unless we are having a Reality Steve episode like we did on our Patreon, Mm -hmm. in which case spoilers are fair game. But like, don't come for us if Xavier is her like final guy or whatever and we don't know. Just like we don't know who's confirmed officially for Paradise, but we're going to speculate on what information we have at hand. This isn't a spoiler podcast. We don't yeah. have every single detail of every single story. Totally. We try so hard to avoid spoilers. And then obviously as the season goes on, it does become unavoidable because people will just comment them or DM them. But we really try to go strong for a long period of time. All right. Moving on. So a thoughts in our Facebook group brought this to our attention. So Zach Shalcross is apparently itching for work. Literally. Well, no, not literally. Not literally. No, literally. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, but he might be itching. You don't know. Okay. So on his LinkedIn, which someone screenshotted and posted in our group, says, I'm Zach. I'm open to work. The last year has been an incredible journey. Many of you know a small part of it after watching me on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I had the opportunity to travel the world. I was able to meet some amazing people, and I fell in love with the girl of my dreams. Get to the point, Zach. But the reality has finally kicked in. I want to get back to a sense of normalcy. While at Oracle... I dabbled in calculators. I was a top producer and closed millions in it ARR. It does not say that. I dabbled in calculators. <laughs> I'm hungry for a new sales role. Why don't you call Greer? What I'm looking for, a company that values their employees, a company that is growing fast, and a company that compensates reps well. Yeah, I think we're all looking for that. Like, who would say, like, I'm compensating on a company I want a job that pays badly, actually. (laughs) Well, that's why I think it's funny when people pretend that they're, like, I'm just so hungry for work. It's like, no, 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 you're doing it for money. And let's just, like, admit that. And Everyone's okay. doing their job for money. No, that's fine. That's totally fine. But when people like lie and pretend that working's not about money, it just makes me LOL yeah. a little. Anyway. Okay. Well, he wraps up this post by saying, if you know of someone hiring, let me know. I'm ready to start selling again. Is there a company out there willing to give me a rose? I don't understand. So like, do you mean to tell me that the lead of The Bachelor doesn't have any brand deals in his back pocket? He's is hungry this what to sell again, to? Jackie, but it's well, he wants sell to sell again. Fun tea or something. Like th- mm. those things should be available to him. If the lead of the show it feels like he can't make a full-time living as an influencer, where are we in the world? Well, I think we're we're in a really bad place with this franchise. I agree. The, like, but I don't think it's about that. I don't think he wants to sell fit tummy tea. I think he wants to do presentations on calculators and he needs a new sales job in order to do that. But the best part would be if Greer is in the hiring department at some epic oh sales God. company that pays their reps well. And she says, you know what? Uh, I don't think this job is suited for you, Zach. Goodbye. Yeah, because what did he say? Uh, I'm finding my wife. I think that's a little bit more important than a sales quarter. And she'll be like, mm, well, you found your wife. I guess you don't need you found your wife. the sales yeah. job then. Why Got do you need the sales job, even though you're itching for it? Yeah, I, I do think it's it. just ironic that like influencers really do just do sales that kind of like low-key is what it is and he's like no i can't do that i need like a normal sales job well let's not knock the guy that actually wants to go back to work because like i think the narrative is knocking everyone else that just wants <laughs> to sit home and post photos of themselves with products sure he, he wants to go back to work so that's admirable but does he does anyone want to go back to work or he's just not able to make a living as an influencer so he has to go back to work i don't know we gotta ask him zach we need to know 
Because I just find it hard to believe someone's like, you know what I'm craving? Like putting on a suit every day and drinking bad coffee and going to the water cooler and talking about last night's big game mm-hmm. and people get like not getting a raise and getting a pizza party instead. Like those are <laughs> classic corporate activities yeah. that I don't think anyone wants. You guys have been working so hard. You could leave 15 minutes early today. Literally. <laughs> they just th- I feel like a classic thing is they just throw these cl- big parties and it's like, couldn't you just give, give me $100? I would rather that than sit at this party. You know, I think he feels like a tingling feeling in his fingers and he's just itching to touch a TI-49. You can do it's that a- without <laughs> a job. Zach, like they sell calculators like on Amazon. <laughs> you can just get one. Oh, I want calculators to sponsor us. We're really doing good things for the um, brand. The calculator community, even though it's on everyone's fucking iPhone and you don't need one. But I know a they TI need some 49. help. They need to rebrand of why we need a real calculator because everyone does have them on their phone these days. Right. Well, Jackie, you know what? People may have calculators on their iPhones, but they may not know how to write boobies. So and true. That's and you can't do that, that on the us. iPhone calculator because it, it doesn't look the same. The numbers are like... Actual oh. numbers, not like the square numbers on a oh, old school so calculator. There you go. So there you um, go. Isn't it funny that when we were growing up and learning math, we'd be like, "What are we ever going to use this?" And they're like, "Well, you're not always going to have a calculator in your back pocket." It's like jokes mm-hmm. on you because we do. So yeah. what was the point of that? So if anyone's um, hiring right now and wants to pay Zach a very good salary, yeah, please go DM him. We're not in contact with him. We're just sharing Yet. his resume. Exactly. We'll pass it along. All right, well, moving on. Because you know I'm all about that base, about that base. Hey, speaking of base, we need to tell you about base, our sponsor this week. Yes, they are a travel luggage company, and base is basically an overpacker's dream, which I, my name is Jackie Maroney, and I am an overpacker. I, like, don't understand how to casually pack for a short trip. I need 16 pairs of underwear for two days, obviously, just in case I, like pee myself seven times. You just don't know. And it can be hard to fit everything into my bag when I'm classically overpacking. So with base, there is room for everything. It's just so well laid out. If I'm deciding between a few a few pairs of shoes, I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll just like bring all of them because my base carry-on bag has a separate section to keep all of my shoes. I just really like the layout of it. I don't like feeling like I have to like go through a black hole to get anything out of my bag when there's little compartments for every little thing. It just makes it that much easier to travel. That's the worst when you're trying to find something. Like, you open your bag in the airport and it's, mm-hmm. it is a black hole. That's why um, I really do like base because it was well thought out for someone yeah. who's packing. There is different compartments for every little thing that you would need and that's why it's so convenient. So, base was created by actress Shay Mitchell. And she makes sleek and affordable bags, luggages, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while looking more fashionable. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. And for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional. We both have the Weekender bag, and it's iconic. Yeah, so right now, guys, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com and using code She's All Batch. So go to basetravel.com using promo code She's All Batch for 15% off your first purchase that's base b-e-i-s travel.com slash she's all batch this week is also sponsored by etitude you guys know etitude's sheets we are obsessed with them they are luxuriously soft smooth as silk more breathable than cotton and they're hypoallergenic etitude sustainable bedding is made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fa- fabric so you can rest easy knowing your bedding is free from harmful chemicals and it's better for you and the planet and 
because of that, guys, we want you to check out Attitude. You can go to attitude.com and use code She's All Batch, and that's going to get you $25 off your first betting purchase with the code She's All Batch. Yes. And I know a lot, some people might not know this, but cotton sheets actually use massive amounts of water, which is horrible for the planet. They use a lot of water, energy, and chemicals. And bamboo is one of the most eco-friendly plants on earth. And that's what attitude sheets are made out of. So attitude sheets use 99% less water than cotton. And that's over 500,000 bottles of water saved. That's crazy, but it does make me feel good. And I sleep better knowing that I'm not damaging our planet. Totally. So don't forget, guys, you can get $25 off your first purchase for a limited time when you visit attitude.com slash she's all batch. That's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash she's all batch. Again, that's attitude.com slash she's all batch. Happy sleeping. All right, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. And we read about those stories on air. And what do you think about that? Um... Wow, what do I think about that? I've never thought about this before. If I had to say, if I had to think about it long and hard, I would say I think it's a good time. Would it you is agree? a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, okay. how I would categorize the time. Good, yeah. bad, not Medium. good. Yeah. Okay. It's a good Got time. It. I once saw Amanda Stanton in the nail salon getting a pedicure. I was going to get my nails done, fingernails, not toenails. But after mm. seeing her, I asked for a pedicure in hopes of being able to strike up a conversation with her. Unfortunately, I wasn't seated close enough to her to justify striking up a combo. I wasn't about to yell across the salon, but I did end up enjoying my pedicure. Well, that's good. Amanda seemed like a regular girl, albeit strikingly beautiful. On her way out, she thanked all of the workers in the salon with a huge beaming smile. She was over-the-top friendly and kind, and I will always remember that. Wow. I love that she influenced you to get a pedicure, even though <laughs> you obviously were not able to talk to her. It's just nice to know that she has that kind of power, even when she's not doing mm. normal influencing. She's just so influential. It's wow, like, I saw yes. Amanda Stanton getting a pedicure, so I had to so get a pedicure. So I got a pedicure. Yeah. Yeah. I do appreciate the dedication to wanting to talk to her. So even though you weren't going for a pedicure, you needed to set up the scene. It's like she literally got a pedicure two days ago. Her toenails are perfect. And she's like, excuse me, um, I need to get another pedicure. And then yeah. they just redo it. I'm sure. I mean, she seems by this encounter that she was like over the top kind. I'm sure if you like did yell at her from across the salon, mm -hmm. she would have been friendly. But I understand like, you know, sometimes when the salon's like really quiet. Yeah. It's so awkward. Very You don't want to, like, yell. Totally. Well, maybe she could have made up a reason to, like, sit in the chair next to Amanda. Like, oh, I, this, this water is too cold. Gotta go but try <laughs> this one. I think there's another solution to switching chairs. You could just turn the, the freaking faucet the other way and make it hot. You're oh, saying the, the water is too cold. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd be like, oh, this is broken. I, we have to go to a different one. But you're right. The lady there would be like, ma'am, it's not. It, this is perfectly fine <laughs> you water. You just say it's too cold, and they'll be like, okay, we'll make it warmer. And you're like, no, no, no. That chair you're like, there. nope, too hot, too hot. And then they take you to the one next to Amanda Stanton, and you're like, ah, just right. Just right. Like the, Take a page like out of Goldilocks's book. Okay, next one. I went to one of Sean Booth's workout events a few years ago, and honestly, homeboy is ripped. I was luckily able to say hi after the event, and I hugged him and could feel his rock-hard abs through his shirt. Swoon. I asked for a pic and he happily obliged. I told him I'm a fan. Uh, I, I told him I've been a fan of him since he was on TV and he laughed and shook his head. He said, wait, I was on TV jokingly. And I giggled. 
He seems to be so charismatic and easy to talk to. I'm not surprised Caitlin fell for him so quickly on the show. Wow, you could feel his abs through his shirt just from a casual hug. That's Swoon. crazy. Swoon. <laughs> Those are some rock hard abs then. They must be Seriously. bulging out of his stomach. I could perfectly envision the type of personality he has by him saying, wait, I was on TV. Like you could mm. just tell what kind of guy he is. Like I could see that he's like really charismatic and like low-key flirty. Even when he doesn't mean to be. Yeah. Yeah, I get that too. That's a good line to say when someone's like, I saw you on TV. Just to like poke fun at it. I hope he's doing well. Wishing him the best. Kind regards. I hope his abs are still rock hard. Perhaps we should do some laundry on them. Yeah. People always say that. How would that work? (laughs) What do you mean? You get some detergent. You wet your shirt. You swish it around, make it sudsy, and then you rub it on his abs. Why, though? <laughs> but, like, well, is that how people wash things? Like, <laughs> I just put things in the washing machine. There's no, like, thing to rub on in the washing machine. True. Very good point, Jackie. Um, it's probably because you don't know Sean Booth. But if you knew him, he'd be like, okay, are you ready to do laundry? And he'd take off his shirt, and then you'd rub your, your dirty clothes on him. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, that phrase, does that come, is that, like, an old school way of cleaning where they do oh like washboard right and they would go washboard abs yeah okay wait so like what is a washboard that's i guess to circle back my question okay washboard abs meaning is a popular thing okay what does it mean to have washboard abs generally speaking when people talk about washboard abs they're referring to being able to see yes we know Yes, we get it. The mm-hmm, ab- mm-hmm. Yes, I know why okay, it's called. Google washboard, and I think that will give you a little bit more clarity. Because I guess it's an old school thing where you would rub the clothes on this thing. But my question is, with modern day washing machines, why do they not have a washboard in there? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, because right? there's no washboard in the washing machine because you there's no one manually doing it. The washing machine does it for you. But a no, washboard... No, obviously, but I'm saying, like, when you put something in the washing machine, it just swooshes around versus the washboard is, like, aggressive rubbing. And I'm like, <laughs> it just feels like two different techniques. Are you... Clearly. Are you concerned that your your clothes aren't as clean aren't as they should as be? getting as clean as they should be with the washboard. Yes, that is what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. we're basically just putting our dirty clothes in, like... A bath. And I don't know about you, but like when I take a bath, I take a shower after because I don't always feel clean after getting out of a bath because you're sitting in your own filth. And that's what our clothes are doing in the washing machine. Someone needs to be talking about this. It's not the best for the environment to take a full bath and then take a shower. Sorry. Just saying. Okay, but I have attitude sheets, so it cancels <laughs> out. True. Honestly. Right, it does. You have to rinse after a bath. Sound off in the comments below. How do you guys take a bath? I don't. I take a bath. And then you just get out of the bath and like wipe yourself with a towel? Yep. And I'm good to go. Okay. And then I put on my washboard clean clothes and I go out the door. How do you wash your hair in a bath? I mean, I, I don't wash my hair if I take a bath. Got it. Like I would okay. like put it up in a clip. Mm-hmm. And you just Are you like bed. a wash your hair every single day, girl? Not every single day, but I do wash my hair a lot because my hair is thinner than most hairs. Yeah. My hair's thick as fuck, so mm. I don't need to do that. So you that. can get away with it. Yeah. So if I, took, if I take a bath, I put my hair up in like a clip or a bun or something. Do you wash your face? Yeah. But I, and I you just sprinkle wash. on the bath no, water. No, but I could. I'll wash my face like in the sink. Got it. And then you sit in the bath. Love that for yeah. you. Perfect. Thanks. All right. Well, those are all the bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story of someone that you've met that you want to share, DM me at she's all batch, and we may read it next week. You never know. Yeah. Also, if you have a story on how you take a bath versus a shower, let us know. Yeah. I'm just curious. What's the yeah. consensus? Also, if you have a washboard, let us know. <laughs> so true. 
Today's sponsor, Hexclad, has revolutionized the cookware industry with its patented hybrid cookware. Guys, I have been having a lot of people over my apartment recently and having like little dinner parties and I have been loving my Hexclad cookware. It's incredibly durable, combining the performance of stainless steel with the easy cleanup of nonstick, which is cool because I feel like usually you have to pick one or the other. What do you want in a pan? And this has both. They also look incredibly sleek and sexy. And you know it's good because Gordon Ramsay actually said that he uses these pots and pans at home and at all of his fancy Michelin star restaurants. And he clearly is a very scary, tough man. He would only be using the best of the best if something was not doing well, he would yell at it, even if it was a pan. So <laughs> I just think we should take his expertise for what it is. And I mean, how are you going to have that special someone over for dinner with those nasty pots and pans that you're working with? You need to upgrade. For a limited time, get 10% off with the code She's All Batch at hexclad.com. That's 10% off at H-E-X-C-L-A-D.com with code She's All Batch. Bon appetit. Let's eat with Hexclad's revolutionary cookware. Okay, one more second to talk to you guys about Little Spoon. You guys know I'm, I'm a mom to a toddler. And while mothering is challenging, mealtime doesn't have to be. I am so excited to be partnering with Little Spoon, a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. Moms, you heard right. You could have Little Spoon in your life for years to make mealtime healthy, tasty, and easy. So they have smoothies, toddler and big kid meals, like their hidden veggie mac and cheese. Also, biteables, which are their transition to table early finger food meals that are cut to size and promote easy self-feeding, all delicious and made from the cleanest, high-quality ingredients. Did I mention it comes all straight to your door? Yes, so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every time. Make this year's chaos a little more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals. Go to littlespoon.com slash she's all batch and enter our code she's all batch at checkout. That'll get you 30% off your first little spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N.com slash she's all batch. Enter code she's all batch for 30% off at checkout. All right, guys, we have Trey Cooper here. You know him from Katie's season of The Bachelorette and also Bachelor in Paradise. Trey, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> we are so excited to chat with you. Can you tell us how you got on the show? It was interesting timing because Michelle and Katie were announced at the same time. When you mm -hmm. were like auditioning for the show, were they telling you they were both contenders? Like, How did that work? So I'm going to be 100% honest. They reached out to me for uh, Claire and Tasha season first, and they got me on LinkedIn, actually. And I never checked my LinkedIn. I was like, it was like, this is a bachelorette casting producer. Would you like to be on the show? And I was like, this is fake. And then yeah. they messaged me again. They're like, hey, we messaged you on Facebook. Like, you're not replying. Like, are you interested? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll try out. And so I went through like the first couple rounds of those interviews, didn't end up getting on. And so then I was like, man, I hate that. That made me feel horrible about myself. Then the next year I'm on Bumble, COVID just hit. And I see, um, I'm not gonna say her name, but a producer, I didn't know she was a producer. But I changed my age range from like 24 to 50 just because I don't have like a limit on age. And I swiped right on her and she was like, would you want to be on The Bachelorette? And I'm oh like, my God. It. Wait, th these recruiting <laughs> techniques are so yeah. bizarre. It um, was nuts. She didn't, it, she's like, I, I still don't know if that profile was to find people for the show right. or to find love. Like, I still don't know. Probably to find people for the show, right? I would, I would, you think so, but I messaged her after and 
You're like, it's you're like, still, oh, and also, can we go on a date? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, um, I'm still looking for love in these. Yeah, I mean, casting producers <laughs> need love too. Yeah. Right? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, how is she gonna find it if she's only finding people for the show? What is your job? I'm a software developer for Home Depot. Okay. So I'm 100 remote, which that's luckily given me opportunity to do any of this stuff because okay. back when we were in the office, I wouldn't have been able to do any of it. But but yeah, they didn't tell me Michelle or Katie. I found out it was Katie when we were sitting in a hotel room in New Mexico. So in quarantine already. We watched Got after it. the final rose and that's when it was like, oh, okay. And then you went immediately into filming? Oh yeah, yeah. It was 10 days of sequestered in that hotel and on the 10th day was the rose ceremony. Did they ask you at any point, like who, not even necessarily just Michelle or Katie, but anyone from the franchise that you would want to meet? Yeah, but it was very clear in my interaction with them early on. They're like, this guy doesn't watch the show. He doesn't know who any of these people are. So it was like, you could have said Sarah, Katie, Jessica, any of those names wouldn't have. Yeah. I wouldn't have known who they were talking about. But yeah, they asked me. That's really interesting. I've never heard of that before. Uh, yeah. You must have like a winning, sparkling LinkedIn profile <laughs> to catch their attention. That's the crazy thing. I feel like I just fit the demographic of like black, but like techie or something. I don't know what they were looking <laughs> Well, I was going to say they love software developers. I feel like that's a classic bachelor job that like software developer and then like for women, it's like nurse. It's like us are personal trainers is like 90% of what real I'm yeah. saying. Real yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Everyone's in real estate. Yeah. So you get on Katie, uh, you get on Katie's season. Who did you think she was going to choose? And what was like the consensus of the guys? Like everyone kind of knows when there's a front runner, like what did you guys think? Oh, I mean, from like day one, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Greg, it, Greg was like, it was pretty much the feeling, at least for me and the guys I was talking to, was like, oh, Greg is in the lead. Because I didn't know what a first impression rose was. So like when they came in and they like put the rose on the table and then they walked out and they were like, the first impression rose, the guys like, you guys aren't going to talk about this? And I was like, what is a first impression rose? <laughs> and that's what I was like, oh, Greg already, like, that's something that they do. Like this dude already got it. But then Thomas, like Thomas definitely, like he can talk, he's tall as crap in real life, beautiful dude. So like Aaron, I mean, there was a lot of guys, but Greg was probably the one that we thought like, okay, he's got it. Then Blake shows up mid-season. What was your thoughts on that? And like, granted, now you don't watch the show. Did you watch mm -hmm. Claire and Tasha's season since you were no. supposed to be on it? So he's from no. that season. So mm -hmm. are you just like, oh, is this guy a producer? Like, did you think that... It was a lot of little conspiracy. So me and my roommate, Courtney, we were the conspiracy theorists. So at night, we were just like, what is really going on here? And yeah. so that was one of the things where we kind of, it was this weird, I can't even explain it, but you just had a feeling like, oh, they're about to shake something up. Mm. And so then they end up, the reason they, we looked all like discombobulated and kind of mad is because they woke us up at like 4 a.m., brought us in a room and were like, a new guy's coming. And like, just put the cameras on us and like, see it. So that's why we looked kind of like upset. But Blake was pretty cool. Like, he came in and he was like, the one of the things he said, which I knew, I was like, oh, this guy's real. He came in and he was like, listen, I don't like this experience enough. And you guys know that this isn't fun enough to do again, unless you like really like the girl. And I was like, I mean, after that, I got to believe the guy because that's not what you would say yeah. if you were trying to finesse the system. Right. Like you have to really want something to come <laughs> to do back it the on. second time. Yeah. You have to know the girl and like the girl unless you're just nuts. Well, so why is it not fun? I guess people would want to know. I mean, it's fun in a lot of ways. I'm not going to get on here and bash it, but there's a lot of ways that it's like, I would say for the person like me, who's like nervous in front of cameras and like not an actor, I would say it's just stressful. And then the sleep, the sleep is like the number one thing. 
So like after the rose ceremony, I know you've heard people say like they end at like 9 a.m. Like that first rose ceremony for us ended at like 9 a.m. And it started at 11 p.m. So it's like you just do that back to back to back and never get any sleep. And it's like the the wrestling date. I don't know if you guys remember our season when the guys did the mud wrestling. Mm-hmm. That was crazy because they came in and woke us up like boot camp style. Like and was like, like took the blankets off of us. Get up, get up, get up, blowing whistles. God, got to get out here at like 3 a.m. And so it was like, uh, is this what this is going to be like? So I would say that's why it's not fun. Something I've heard in like the reality show space, not even just The Bachelor, but there's like a phrase people say, hurry up and wait, that they they rush you, rush you, rush you. But then you get to set or wherever you have the date, you get to the date. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, we have to set up. Production needs to do this. Lighting needs to do this. So you're like racing just to wait. Awesome. Is that like a, a million thing? Percent, I'm 100% convinced it's a social experiment in that aspect, 100%. Like they like to jerk you around and see how you react. Like, so it's like a, we got, they put a sense of urgency ahead of time. Like, we really need you to do this, this, and this. And then you're you're in a suit for six hours just sitting there, like, and they just want to see you crack. I'm, I'm convinced they want to see you crack, like, in an entertaining way, but for sure. Absolutely. Which is kind of what happened on our season. We had a couple guys who, like, watching it back after the fact, they were like, this is the the tribe. They said me and Aaron and James, like, the tribal council. Like, yeah. no, they just put a camera on us for 24 hours. And ask us the same questions over and over again. Like eventually you're going to say something a little spicy, I feel like. And that's during the hurry up and wait portions. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they get you. You brought up um, Thomas saying that like he initially kind of caught your eye as maybe a front runner, but he was very quickly like villainized on Katie season before getting a redemption arc in paradise. What was that like though, behind the scenes watching that go down? Cause even from a viewer, it was very confusing as to like, wait, why do we hate this guy? Like what happened? What, what why yeah, are you trying to make up? He was tall. Thing. He was yeah. tall. No one's That's supposed why. to hate him, tall. obviously. But like, no, so. I would yeah. say, so the first episode of Paradise, or the first episode of our season I watched was me on the plane back from Paradise because it aired the day we started. So I didn't get to see any of it before I filmed again. So I'm watching the first episode on the plane. And I'm like, oh, this is how they showed it. Like, there's just a lot of stuff. And obviously, Thomas is my guy. Like, I'm, me and him are cool. We're in the same fantasy football league. I'm not going to get up here and be like, Thomas is horrible for these things. But like, there was things going on in the house that they just didn't show. And it was a lot of them that added up to where people were kind of fed up. And it wasn't like two or three people, it was like all of us almost, where we mm-hmm. had like a intervention kind of, but I guess they didn't really show the stuff that really happened to make us get to that point. So it looked very confusing. Yeah, like what kind of things? So, I mean- like, He wanted to be The Bachelor, it. right? Wasn't no, that the no, thing? I mean, so it was like from a, just a treating people like respectfully type of thing at first. Like there was multiple times where he'd be like, I don't care about your time. I'm, I'm going to go grab her. Like just in a way that was just different from how other people were. And then for like me personally, like there was just some, like he would talk trash about me to someone and then I would ask him about it and he would say he didn't say it. And I'm like, bro, like it's not a big deal. Like I just like don't want to have this drama. It was kind of like that kind of high school stuff at first at least. But mm-hmm. I mean, we eventually, mm-hmm. that the villainized stuff did happen, but like I would say probably tell all around there, like everybody was kind of over it. And then Paradise, like it was a clean slate for everyone anyways. So like, I didn't like that, that when I watched it back, it made it look like we hated the guy when it was really mm-hmm. just like one issue that we confronted him about. And then that was pretty much it. Well, we need a villain. Right. I get, but no, Carl, man, I thought Carl was the villain. I forgot about Carl. He was like two <laughs> yeah. days in. People forgot yeah. about him. Wait, so was Aaron's hatred towards Thomas in Paradise an act? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, I wouldn't say hatred. Aaron doesn't really hate anyone. He's just... 
would say passionate maybe of, but no, none of that was an act. Passionately disliked. So like, even for me, like yeah. I was, I came in there, I was like, dude, I am not, because obviously I hadn't watched the season yet, but I was like, I'm not about to make this another one of those, like, I get righteous and start trying to tell people. I was like, dude, I, this time around, screw any of that. I'm just going to try to find someone and like not worry about it. But then the first thing they did before he even got down there, they were like, maybe five times a day leading up to him coming there. It's like the first two days, they're like, what are you going to do when Thomas gets here? How are you going to be when Thomas gets here? And so they're like prepping you kind of to like emotionally prime you to, for the situation. So then he comes down the stairs and then the cameraman comes and gets right in my face, just trying to watch my reaction. I'm like, dude, I'm not mad at this guy coming here. And so then we have our little talk and he's like, yeah, I apologize, blah, blah, blah. And then I guess, I don't know how they orchestrated it or how it looked to you guys, but literally in real time, we have that talk. He apologizes. I go to the bar, talk to Wells. Tajwan immediately comes up and is like, so they just told me, Thomas said, you were emotionally immature. And I'm like, God, it's like, I just had this conversation, did yeah. the whole forgiveness thing. And so then I was like, you know what? Like at that point, I was kind of over it. I was like, Thomas, one more time, like, hey, <laughs> we can do our own thing here. I hope you're going to be happy. I'm going to be happy. We do not have to talk to each other. Right. And so it kind of looked chopped up in the show, but like in real time, this literally like, one situation to the next it was kind of like what the hell man mm -hmm. but it's been explained since and we're good now so yeah good you bring up Tajwan you kind oh, of yeah. got tied into a storyline with her what is the story what is the real story about Tajwan and your your uncle who is now famous <laughs> famous Jason <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, so I would say it started when my my uncle found out I was getting cast for the bachelorette and he was like hey I have a friend who has been on the show. Like she can give you pointers from experience. And I was like, oh, cool. And so he added us to a group chat. So it was me, him, and her. And we're talking. And then I started to feel weird because like it's just me and her <laughs> talking in the group chat, but he's still on it. So I was like, let me text her. You You're know, on a two-on-one with Tajwan and your uncle. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, looking back on it, I guess that's kind of how it started. But like, he didn't say, this is the girl I've been on a date with. This is the, like, he was just like, this is a friend. And he lives in Denver and he's always out and about. So I thought, you know, just a girl he ran into. Or I guess I didn't think about it at all. And so anyways, we're, we're, me and her are just texting. I'm asking her questions, you know, what to expect. And then I make a joke about, I was like, I just really don't want to be a night one exit. And then like, I, I she didn't reply. So I Googled and she yeah. was a night one exit. And I was like, oh mm -hmm. no. <laughs> like I, so then I got really embarrassed and I didn't, re she replied and I didn't reply after that. So then the next time I talked to her or heard from her was the first saying in the, on The Bachelor in Paradise. And so I was like, oh <laughs> crap, hey, you. And so then, but she was looking so good. And I had already forgotten about like the uncle aspect of it. So I just like wanted her. And so then like, I really liked her for the first few days. Like I thought we were going to be like a real thing for real. Um, and then slowly I started to like kind of hear things in the, in the ITMs and, and the way that they would ask me questions. And then my uncle got mentioned and I was like, oh, this is what my storyline is turning into. You didn't even know they went on a date before you got to the beach. No, no. no. Did you? What did and, you say to your uncle after? Uh, I was like, "Yo, like you couldn't have go gave me a heads up," and he was like, "Yeah, my bad. Like I didn't think that that was like pertinent information. I guess I, he didn't think that we were gonna go to paradise. It's the most pertinent information. You're going on a dating I mean, show he, the together. No, 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 no. So like he was talking to me when I was going on The Bachelor, right? And she had already been on The Bachelor. So like yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. know that I was going Got to it. paradise and she was going to paradise. Mm -hmm. I think maybe he would have let me know, hopefully. Um, but but also like they were going through a divorce. And so like I'm, I'm protective of my family. So I wasn't trying to like answer any of those questions there. And that's kind of a big reason why I ended up leaving. I was like, I don't want this to be what my like. And then it still ended up happening. <laughs> 
better kisser than his uncle, I think, was one of the taglines under my name. That was oh, tough. Oh, yeah. 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 They really had fun yeah. with it. Oh, but it's funny because, and this is why, like, I'll say definitely experience. If you if you film two seasons before watching your first season compared to the people who get to watch their first season before they go and do anything else, I'd say that's a huge advantage. Just because you know, like, the types of things that they use you for, the types of situations that you're, like, character is going to be involved in i think i would have i would have i wouldn't have changed myself in any way but i definitely would have held back saying certain things the second time knowing that oh they're waiting for trey to say like something passionate i'm like i don't know i just would have more chilled out i feel like you then shared a photo of your uncle because so many people wanted to know what your uncle looked like did your uncle end up getting like dates or any oh i mean respectfully yeah 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 i mean but that wasn't the goal obviously people just kept dming me what does he look like what does he look like and i was like this is what he looks like and then i put his instagram up there to lob him and yeah he's a he's i haven't talked to him too much about that explicitly but i did run into him um at the waste management and he had a friend so i'm assuming they met from there (laughs) yeah and so him and Taj Wan never went on another date? No, 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 no. She didn't give him a rose no, after their Taj date? No, <laughs> no. I haven't heard her talk to her. That's friend, such a funny story. It's just crazy how that happened, though. And then I, I think she was on this new season. I saw in a commercial or something. She was on this season of the... Yeah, just for an episode. Oh, yeah. Just to, like, host a date. Oh, okay. Like a cameo. Well, yeah. I always <laughs> wonder how they select yeah. those people because the people they chose... It was Courtney Robertson, Victoria Fuller, and Taj Wan. And like those three together are just random. It's a ra- it's a random <laughs> choice, but the date yeah. was um bad how to be a bad bitch. So I guess that's what they have in common. Being they were bad. given pointers. I mean, kind I mean <laughs> yeah, kind I of. It was their way of being able to use familiar faces in the promos. Because like, yeah. that's all what that's what they're about. Um how long between Katie's season did you like you go home from Katie's season? How soon are they calling you saying, like, Trey, we want you in paradise? I went home for like, and then like three weeks after that, they were like, You want to come do paradise? And at that time, I was like, Heck yeah, I'll come do whatever. So, and then I left maybe like a month after that, but I knew about it like, like three weeks probably. And Katie's season hadn't aired yet, no. right? So it was airing the first episode when you had left. It paradise. aired the first episode the first day we filmed paradise, June 7th was the. You didn't watch the whole finale or like any of that stuff with Greg and Mike. Wait, so do you, do you even know who Katie ended up with? I mean, I do. I watched it on the plane. I watched it as it came out after that. Yeah, she ended up with Blake, and then they split up, right? And then she got with John. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So what yeah. did <laughs> do the guys all have a group chat, and then when we Katie? Do. Okay. When you when Katie announced her relationship with John, were you guys like, what the fuck? I mean, not in that group chat. No, not in the one with everybody. You made a separate group chat without no, John. No, oh, yeah. We, 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 there's not like clicks, but there's definitely, I mean, you guys have seen the groups that kind of hang out together. Um, so like we talk about stuff like that, but the big one, hell no. We don't really use that one anymore. But I was just more like, why didn't she keep John there when we were all there? Like that would have made more sense. Right. Well, also she had the 12 days of messy where like 12 of you were like plucked off, like with her. Mm-hmm. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. There has to have been conversations between you guys about like, oh God, who's going to be next? No, <laughs> no, no. The 12 days of messy thing didn't get talked about at all. Okay. Just, not with us. Okay. Okay. I'm not in the 12 days group chat, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's only the 12 people that were affected <laughs> and and you didn't get a song. So. <laughs> right. Chat. Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, even the guys that were in the songs, you're just like, I think a lot of stuff was going on at that point. We were doing a lot, traveling a lot. So it was kind of like, 
pushes the back burner. We did talk about the tell all in the in the after and like when Greg was on the hot seat, all that. That was uh, interesting. Yeah, what did you think of I that? I wasn't a fan of the editing of that, I'll say. But I just, because I know these guys personally, like, and I'm a protected person, as long as, like, how they really are was coming through, good or bad, you know, I'm cool with it. But it's like, when you're when the, when the stuff gets spliced and then, like, stuff gets amplified, it's like, ah. Like, they tell you that's going to happen ahead of time. But until you, like, go through it and you live it and you're like, I know these people. Like, I was there and this is not what, what it looked like. I mean, I wasn't there at the tell-all, but, you know, leading up to that, they definitely could have made a lot of things look a little bit more authentic to make things make sense. Like, like Greg had concerns the whole time. It wasn't like those concerns came out of nowhere. Like, other people had concerns the whole time. It wasn't like, you know, he just sprung them on. And then, like, it made it look like he abandoned her. I didn't really like that. But, you know, everybody's good now. And so it's like, I'm grateful for the opportunity, grateful for everything that happened. Yeah. Because it was stressful watching it and getting feedback and everyone thinking – you know, you hate someone or everyone thinking Greg's a certain way. I think he's kind of recovered mostly from 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 the drama. I would say. Yeah, I was going to say for for what he was in the moments that you're talking about, he's so beloved now <laughs> that it's crazy that he went through this whole journey. We've always been Grippo girls, though. So really, that's oh, good yeah. to know. OK, no. Oh, yeah. No, we want Greg on the show. But um, in what capacity? <laughs> What do you mean? For an interview? Oh, I thought you meant the I thought you meant the Bachelor. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I um, but also, well, when they were doing the two Bachelorettes, like um, Gabby and Rachel, we were like, ooh, but are they going to do two Bachelors? And we were like, wouldn't it be so good if it was Greg and Andrew? Spencer? I would love that. So, I mean, obviously, Greg's in a relationship now, so never mind. But like, in the yeah. t- that would have been so crazy. Do you think like, back then though was Do you think Greg was supposed to be the Bachelor? Supposed to be. I think it was an opportunity for him. Yeah. But then again, it's like, because of the friends that I have, it's like, I feel like it was an opportunity for a few people. Like, it's who, weird what you hear. Who like, else? Who like, else? I mean, you guys already know pretty much. Right? I, I want to hear from you, though. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I mean, it's just your opinion. It's fine. <laughs> but like, we obviously. I'm pretty sure, you know, Michael, I'm pretty sure Andrew, I'm pretty sure Greg, you know, I'm pretty sure all those guys had, you know, at least talks to be the bachelor. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a lot. Like, I just. And I know for, for Michael, like he's got a son, like there's certain things he would have needed for them to do. And so I guess one way or another, it just didn't happen. But, you know, it, it weirdly ended up working out for Michael too, so. That was the biggest missed opportunity. I feel like there hasn't been a final four in recent time that like I felt like every single person would have had the best fucking season that they just missed it. Like they dropped the ball with it. I'm telling you what, if they would have given one of my guys a real shot, it would have been a crazy season. Like, I mean, I know our group gets, you hate us or love us, but Andrew, Greg, Justin, any one of them would have had a crazy season. Michael, like, they're just entertaining, fun people who are, like, good to their core, who, like, Mm -hmm. want real relationships. And, like, that's all you need, I feel like. I don't watch the show, but, like, I feel like that's all people want to see, at least from what I've, like, seen comments about. Like, they want the realness, but also, like, entertaining and, like, yeah. Just a funny group of guys, but you know, it, it all works out how it works out. We'll see. Yeah, especially in Greg's case, I think we were so invested in his story after Katie's season that, like, that's what's really important is when you're invested mm-hmm. in someone to then bring them over to be a lead of a season. I think that would have been so good. Um, I'm wa- I want to know your opinions though on Greg's new relationship with Miss Victoria Fuller. What were your thoughts on that when they got together? I was like, really? <laughs> Go crazy. <laughs> 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 I didn't really know. I mean, again, because I don't watch the shows, I don't have a lot to go on besides like just meeting them. And yeah. so I met her um, in LA and I was like, oh, she's cool. Like, and then I found out like they were 
um, you know, when I found out they were a couple, I was like, oh, like, and so I haven't seen them together since then. So I don't really have a lot of like knowledge about them as a couple, but they seem happy. They're at Disney turning up and, you know, I like that they travel and do things. So I'm yeah. supporting it as long as my boy's happy, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hundred percent with it. Was that the same season that Victoria was on that you were on Trey of Paradise? No, no. no. I was on the season before that. No, that yeah. was before. Okay. Oh, I so forgot she was on Paradise. Okay, yeah. With John. Yeah, yeah. she's engaged. Oh, okay. I remember if that okay, was yeah. season. Yeah. It's, I only keep up with, like, my guys. Like, yeah. Johnny. I haven't met him since school, but yeah. So, a little engaged. Yeah, and that was some drama, too. And I was catching heat for that. I was like, Greg, can you just please just <laughs> cool this all off? I'm tired of getting DMs about you. But, you got DMs? Oh, yeah. For some reason, people think, like, I'm just the friendship police like anytime one of my friends does something that people don't like they dm me and they're like tell them da, 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 da. oh god I'm like That's i'm crazy. like no <laughs> uh, so would you go back to paradise um honestly knowing what i know now yeah because of like because i've done the whole watch both my season and i'm like a little bit less of a nervous ball of energy i'm like calmed down a little bit uh, i think one of the biggest reasons why i self-eliminated was also just like insecurity like a hundred percent I wasn't physically prepared for like what paradise is. It's like shirtless 80% of the time. You're hot as Hades. You're sweating. And so for me, when they brought Riley down, that was like a wake up call. I was like, I am not supposed to be on the same beach as this dude. Oh my God. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, this is what I was thinking at the time. And okay. So I was like, yeah, I got to get the hell out of here. But now. They're like going to start filming soon. So you should probably write that girl that got you on the show uh, from Bumble and be like, hey, I I'm ready. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how that would turn out. But I, I think I burnt a little bridge with them. I'm not going to lie. I kind of forced, I forced myself out of there. Oh. Like they didn't show that. They kind of did me a solid, but I was like, I was not the easiest I would say to deal with when I wanted to leave because I wanted to leave at a certain point. Because of the uncle stuff? Because of the uncle stuff and Taj want like at the time. And this is why it's kind of confusing my exit is because I didn't want to like, you know, throw dirt on her name when they were asking me like, why are you want to leave? But it's like, it, I didn't realize that that would make it look confusing. Like, if you don't give them anything, they're just going to run with a confusing storyline. She basically, in the most respectful way possible, kind of unraveled on me out there. Like, kind of lost her mind, would get a little drunk and kind of yell and, you know, throw things and turn into someone that, like, I wasn't necessarily interested in pursuing. And then after that, it was like a combination of the uncle thing and then the girl that I really, really liked uh, in the beginning just completely doing a 180. After mm -hmm. the rose ceremony, after I gave her my rose, she like acted like a different person. And I was like, okay, I don't want this. And so then I was like talking to my producer and I was like, hey, like I want to go after this girl instead. And they were pretty much like, no, <laughs> like you have to like either stick with Tajwan or wait till we bring new girls in. And my sister was about to give birth at the time. And I was like, dude, if I'm just out here waiting for some random girls that I don't know to come in, like I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to bounce. And so then I was like, I want to leave. And that's when the whole friction started. They're like, uh, we don't really <laughs> want you to leave. So what can we do to keep you? And I was like, nothing at this point. And so, yeah, I don't think they like me that much anymore. Who was the girl that you wanted to pursue? Deandra. And they said you couldn't. Deandra. Oh, but she had yeah. another storyline okay. that you couldn't mess yeah. up or something, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And, and, well, and one of my friends, I think Carl at the time, was trying to pursue. He got her like a Pandora bracelet or something. And so I was like, I mean, it was a lot of that mm -hmm. on our season. A lot of like the guys got friends with each other very quickly. And so then it was like, uh, I'm Noah. I'm talking to Abigail. We like Noah. We're not going to talk to Abigail. And so it was like, I think the, the goal of Paradise, and it's why I enjoy Love Island, is I like when you can be free to kind of 
mingle yeah. and maybe talk to – it was not like that on my season of prayer. It was like you talk to one girl and you're with her. Like, I don't think – even after I left, I don't think there was many switch-ups besides the Tammy and Aaron thing. But besides that, everybody was pretty much cool with each other. No one wanted to step on any toes. I feel, I feel like, like it's supposed it to be like that. They position the show like, oh, like you mingle and date, but you're right. Like there is some kind of like unwritten rule that you're not supposed to go after certain people. Especially if you're if you're friends with the if you're friends with guys and if you're cool with people, it definitely is. You don't want especially for our season, yeah. no one had seen our season yet. So like we were a bunch mm -hmm. of guys that no one knew. <laughs> and so you don't want to come in there hot dogging and taking any of the guys who's been on there. At least that's how I was thinking. I was like, I don't want to make waves. I was like, I got Tajwan. Like, we're cool in our little thing. So I was like, I'm just going to ride this. I can see where it goes. And then mm -hmm. when that flipped on its head, I was like, DeAndre, what you got going on? And they were like, Ixnay on DeAndre. And I was like, well, then <laughs> get me out of here. Yeah. Jeez. Well, what is life like today post-show? Post-show, I'm, I moved. I'm in Marietta now, which is like a little bit, kind of 15 minutes away from where I was. I'm just a lot of working and working out and... Um, trying to travel as much as possible. I'm a I'm an uncle now, so both my sisters gave one of my sisters gave birth after Paradise, and then two of them they had two sons again. So Congrats. now we're just trying to big family. We're all in the state right now, so it's a lot of spending family time working. I'm planning on seeing the guys soon, but we were doing a lot of trips back to back, and it's funny because like I still work a very normal job. Like I'm not an influencer. And so I'd be like, hey, guys, can I get a little heads up on this trip? Because yeah. I need to, like, actually budget. Um, so I haven't gone anywhere recently because I'm trying to like, get my life together financially. But, um, but, yeah, nothing crazy. I got asked to go on a show um, not too long ago, Temptation Island. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. But I, you should go. Well, so <laughs> I'm trying to clean up my image for the most part. I don't want people to have the wrong idea of me. I just felt like Temptation Island, from how they pitched it, was like a you're going to be brought in to, like, mess up a couple potentially and mm. i was like um mm. i don't want to do that like, yeah. i thought that there's i didn't really look into what the show but anyways i ended up turning that down so i've just been laying low man i'm trying to kind of stay out of trouble uh it'd be nice to meet someone um if you guys have anybody who's a great woman in, in the atlanta area let me know okay um, guys slide on in we have lots of female <laughs> listeners yes anyone so where are you you're in atlanta yeah i'm in atlanta right now marietta okay. technically but yeah, atlanta all right, so anyone in that area, <laughs> Trey's DMs are open. Slide in. All I have a quick question about that. Those boys trips, mm. are they um, ever sponsored? Like the trip is paid for, and you got and everyone's just kind of tagging along. No, so that's what I kind of like them. At least not the ones that I've been on. Well, that's not true. The Dominican Republic trip was sponsored on. We went to the Dominican Republic last year. That was paid for. But most of them, and the reason why we like them so much is it's li literally just like us being like, yo, you want to grab an Airbnb? Like we went to Lollapalooza in Chicago and we did that video of us smacking each other with tortillas. I don't know if mm. you saw that TikTok, but we're both <laughs> in one Airbnb. There's air mattresses on the ground. It's very much like sleepover vibes, thugging it out, like just being together. It's not like we're taking this chartered van to this chartered dinner or anything like that. Okay, but Dominican Republic was paid for. So like oh, yeah, you guys yeah. all get like free flights, free stay, free food and drink. That's fucking yeah. nuts. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking nuts. Was that for a brand or why was that? Why so was that, that was through an, an app. Uh, just the guys, you'd be surprised who, who people know. So I think Mike knew some guy who was like the CEO of some app. And he was like, I need some influencers, you know, to promote my app. The funny thing is we never ended up doing any promoting. So it was like, we filmed some stuff that never got used and then we just ended up getting that trip for free. 
It was nuts. That was nuts. That's so fun. Times like that, I'm like, oh. And then the Super Bowl. DM we got me what the name of that brand is. I'll reach oh, out yeah, to I got you. I got you. Yeah. I know. We got to go to the Dominican. Yeah, that was a crazy trip. I think they went to um, Belize before that. They, I think they said Belize was even crazier. Um, but the Super Bowl, we kind of got, it wasn't, the flights weren't paid for, but um, we got to MC a concert and we got a lot of perks from that party invites. I got to meet a lot of people. So I'm just happy. I'm like, I'm not, it's funny because I'm like the most famous of my normal friends, but I'm obviously the least famous of my famous friends. So it's like a weird <laughs> dichotomy, a weird spot to be in. I feel like that's the right place yeah. to be. That's the perfect spot. And people are like, do people come up to you all the time? I'm like, when I'm with them, heck yeah. But when I'm just chilling in Atlanta, nobody knows or cares who Trey is, which is nice because I'm very like low key right. most you of the time. You get the best of both worlds, Hannah Montana yeah. style. Right? But I think that's probably why you guys are, well, in my opinion, people would be willing to put up with like sleeping on an air mattress because probably when you guys go out, it's like the fucking Backstreet Boys when you're all together and everyone's like, you know, flocking to you. That's cool. Oh, I mean, it's, there's been moments where it's not cool, but 90% of the time it's like a joy. And we love people. So like, and we love to make people smile. And you can tell a lot of the people that come up just want like a happy hey. And like, it's a lot of the people don't need like a whole full conversation. They just want like a hug, a picture. And it's like, obviously we're going to give that to you. And a lot of the times I'm just the coordinator. I'm like, this girl wants to talk to you. This girl wants a picture <laughs> with you. I'm going to chill it back, you know, but it's, it's, it's awesome. And the perks, obviously, you know, who, who doesn't like free stuff, <laughs> which is cool. Um, but just seeing where we end up and what we get to do just from being on that show together, it's kind of crazy. Because, like, these yeah. guys are, like, literally going to be my friends for life. And I never would have thought that, like, that was going to happen. Yeah. I love that. That's really nice to see because you guys especially seem like a very tight group from the show. And I feel like that, that you don't always get, like, a big Backstreet Boys close <laughs> group like that from every season. I would, but you guys seem like you have, like, genuinely a lot of fun and really care for each other. Which I think nice. we got blessed because of the COVID situation, actually. The only downside to that is we didn't get to travel. Like, as far as I made it, I think I would have gotten to see two new countries. But because we were all mm -hmm. in that bubble the whole time, it was very much like, right. not like a boot camp situation, but like, you don't have your phone, you don't have any music, you're just going to wake up and talk to the guys who are around you. And if you stay there long enough, man, you build like some crazy bonds. I remember like on Sundays, we would just, we'd be out on the porch, Matt, Mike would be grilling, there'd be mimosas going, we'd be dancing. It was like, that's like the stuff that I miss that's the so most. Funny. Like it was, it was crazy. It yeah. was crazy. Well, where can our listeners um, slide in if they want to shoot their shot with you? Where can um, they go on Instagram and Instagram? Social? I'm Trey Cooper underscore uh, T R E C O O P E R underscore. Um, I've got a TikTok. I'm trying to put myself out there. I know my my friends are a little bit more active than I am on there, but uh, yeah, slide in on Instagram or TikTok. I'm open and and I'm willing. So hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so nice. And we will let you know when this episode comes out. Thank you for being so open. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you. You too. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, go rate us five stars, go write something nice, and go tell 17 friends about She's All Back. 17. Wow. We are stepping it up from the usual three. Now you need 17 whole friends. And if you're like, wow, this episode was so good. I need more content from She's All Batch. You can check out our Patreon. We have so many bonus episodes there. So once you pay for one month, you have access to all the bonus episodes that we've created in months prior. So you're really getting an amazing value. I mean, if you are like a binger, like I'm a binger. Right now, there's like 25 fucking mm -hmm. episodes in there that we've done. We've started this in November. So this mm -hmm. is like... 
what is that math? Eight months. Yeah. Eight plus months of content. Plus all of our video interviews are also on there. There's just a lot that if you were to subscribe for one month and then cancel after a month, you literally would probably have like 20 hours of entertainment. You can't put a price on that. I oh, guess you, you can. Absolutely can. I mean, you, <laughs> you technically can. can. It's eight ninety nine, <laughs> yeah. but um, it's really priceless when you think about it. The memories, right. those are priceless, and you can cancel anytime too. So there's no like commitment that you have yeah. to stick around for a certain amount of months. For sure. I've definitely done that before. Fun fact: if I like really like a podcast and they have a Patreon, I'll subscribe for one month. Yeah, I've done that too. Meanwhile, I have no problem spending like all the freaking fees at DoorDash, and it's just I need to get my priorities in order. Join our Facebook group. It's a good time. Yes, it is such a good time. We talk bachelor things. We also like pull you guys and what you want to hear in episodes and we take good feedback. So it's a fun little community of fun little people and you better be one of them, Biatch. Mm-hmm. Make sure to follow us. Follow me at She's All Batch. Follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore. And is that it? Um, also, if you want merch, go check. You're like, I need a sweatshirt for summer. Sometimes you do. Sometimes it does get chilly, especially it at does. night. I told you guys. Yeah, you were on the boat. You were too cold. Needed a sweatshirt. Now I think that's it. <laughs> oh, it's it's it now? Okay. Goodbye, bitches. Goodbye.